Good afternoon, everybody in podcast land. This is the Nitro Power Hour. I don't know, we uh, never hit the hour mark right on the money. Sometimes it's shorter, sometimes it's way overdue. Um, a lot of things happening in the world. I'm definitely not here for current events, you know, in the burning your city down or who died this week of the fake flu. So um, this week I want to talk about some communication. I want to talk about uh, some coordination things. I want to see if uh, kind of go down the rabbit hole on uh, looking for some people. A lot of people, a lot of people out there sitting at home can't find a job. A lot of people lazy, lots of lazy motherfuckers out there. So what I was thinking is because we're not lazy, we're busy as shit where I work. Uh, in fact, I've never been so busy. I'm losing my fucking mind busy. I got people calling me, begging me to come do work, which is awesome, except when you're really busy and you're short staffed. So what I was thinking about was... You know, we need to hire some more people. But because of where we are, you got to be super ass PC about it. So just for fun, I wrote a job ad, as it probably should be done prior to all this PC feel good shit. So it's kind of humorous, but uh, I thought I'd play it and uh, tell me what you think. See if I'm on the base. I'm going to let Siri read it in her wonderful uh or wonderful tone construction superintendent must be able to spell superintendent and understand the webster dictionary definition must be able to explain the scope of duties for this position based on the common industry standards legitimate successful experience is a non-negotiable must be able to show up on time without a lame excuse must be the first one on site to unlock the site entry gate office and buildings under your care must have the ability to be present and active in and on the job site must have the ability to be focused on quick but high quality construction working hours must be flexible with the workday and focused on the project no one cares about your family or your personal life we all have one so there is no need to share must have the ability to take care of girlfriend wife issues before after work not all fucking day where we are paying you to not fuck things up Prefer people without families and bullshit hobbies. Must have a truck. Real superintendents own trucks. If you have one but don't know what the fuck you are doing, it doesn't count either. Must have ability to use your company-provided iPhone for more than trying to get pussy or taking selfies for the lame-ass fake people who follow you on Instagram, Facebook. Facebook IG used during the day is a termination offense. Project documentation. Documentation consists of lots of picture-taking. Proficient use of the phone and ability are key to be successful in taking 75 plus photos each day of shit everyone cares about on the job site without your fat fucking finger covering the lens or taking out of focus pictures that are as equally worthless. Must be able to count on both hands if needed to accurately document manpower count for subcontractors and then have the ability to document it in our cloud-based system. Must be able to use the English language to accurately describe the work progress that is taking place by the crew. This work would be scheduled by you so there shouldn't be any mysteries of what is happening on the job you're in charge of. Must be able to recognize work being done or not done that is not on day's schedule. 
and immediately start the notification process to advise the subcontractors of the staffing requirements. Verbal communications must be able to communicate with the English language effectively, using complete sentences with proper grammar without sounding like you have a dick in your mouth and without whining like a bitch. Must not be afraid to talk to other human fucking beings. This 90% of your job. Must be nice as shit while giving a beat down to an uncooperative subcontractor will documenting every interaction during the normal course of the workday. Must be able to work, which entails not sitting on your ass or hiding out, efficient and effective in this line of work. Go to Walmart. Workday is 0500-1900. At a minimum book can be 8 hours if you don't have shit for brains and can keep focused on the priority tasks. Must have the ability to create a schedule from scratch without help and without asking other people what order shit should be built in. If you don't know surveying if the first thing to do, don't waste our time. Must be able to open building plans and look at them and understand them. Not stare at them for hours on end like a fucking retard only to ask someone else dumber than you for help. Must be able read for more than 15 minutes continuously without getting distracted and must be able to read faster than a third grader. We don't have time to wait for your dumbass to read one email all day. Must be able to read and understand many different documents, including but not limited to stormwater programs, safety binders and job specifications and emails. Must have common sense and the ability to build for the approved plans to limit time wasting writing needless RFIs. Must be able to use the English language and have proper grammar skills to write RFIs if necessary. Preference goes to people who can write and type on a computer. Must be able to make a list for THD and then throw it away because if you're making a list go to Home Depot then you are not doing your job. Must be able to develop. This means walk around and look at shit and write down what doesn't match the plans. And manage punch lists. This means call the worthless motherfucker you let skate because your lazy ass won't walk the work being done daily that you fucking scheduled. And create meeting minutes and agendas. Must have the ability to talk to government officials without ratting yourself out on the shit you are doing without their consent. Must understand all construction dudes are liars, thieves and felons and have the ability to deal with uncooperative individuals. Must have the ability to read the art of war in less than two hours. Must understand safety, not the word, but the program and the need to make sure no one dies on your job while you are in charge of it. Must have the ability to be able to manage a project without wasting time and money on stupid shit because you are afraid of what would happen if you actually did what we intend to pay you for. Well, that sums it up, right? Uh, kinda, you know, a little over the top, maybe. Uh, and then again, maybe not. Maybe that's the shit that everybody needs to hear right now. You know, when they're whining and complaining about how things are hard, but if we're not doing the things that we're supposed to do or the basics, then uh, life gets to be a struggle, uh, especially on the job site. So I think it over the last month, it's been hair raising and hair pulling, um, pretty stressful. And I've come up with a few things. Um, communication across the board sucks ass from everybody including myself sometimes sometimes i get so frustrated i just can't even fucking talk to anybody anymore like i feel like sometimes i speak in an octave that that nobody can hear and i type in a language that nobody can understand um it's fucking nuts right now 
So, so I think today's communication is being direct and, and, and matter of fact, I think scares the shit out of people. So you couldn't take that job ad and put it on the fucking internet anywhere. Like NAACP, the ACLU, the fucking Sierra club and PETA would all be destroying your ass. You know, so, uh, Although it's funny, and that's probably what most companies are looking for. Uh, you can't come out and say that shit. So there's there's a nice way to say it, but I prefer the, the blunt, bold, and, and scary way to say it. I think that shit's funny. Uh, do we do that in real life? Do we do that in day-to-day stuff? No. No, you can't. Wish you could. Uh, yeah, there's too many feel-good feelings out there that have to be feeling really good, you know, so... Anyway, communication, the thing about it is there's a lot of ways to do it, right? Uh, There's the easy way. There's the hard way. There's the convenient way. There's the effective way. There's a whole bunch of different ways. There's a whole bunch of different avenues to communicate some stuff. But at the end of the day, the way our business has gone is if it's not in writing and both parties consent to what is in writing, then that shit never fucking happened. I don't give a crap if you send a text message. If it doesn't get received on the other side, it doesn't matter if you send anything. If it didn't get read, it's ineffective. If you send an email and to a guy that you know habitually doesn't check his emails, but that's the avenue in which you want to communicate with that guy because you're trying to get one over on him, that shit is ineffective. It doesn't count. Um, the, the, the way to be effective is to understand the ways in which people are going to receive what you're trying to do. Now, there are certain ways that, that can be accomplished, whether your company makes it a requirement that your subcontractors have to communicate in email. If your contract says that your notices will be sent in a fucking fax, you need to revise that shit because no motherfuckers out there are using faxes. And the ones that are, are only doing it because, I don't know why, because they feel that it's secure. I get that point. But when it comes to this commercial business and back and forth and things like that, an email is just fine. Everybody pays a lot of money for servers, pay a lot of money for security. Um, I don't think the Russians hacking my fucking punch list on a job is going to destroy the world. Um, maybe then it can exploit the painter who has 9,000 fucking items to do. And it, but if they can, if the Russians can figure out how to exploit him to get some shit done, then maybe they can share that with us. So we don't have fucking 9,000 painting items on a punch list. So ah, email, right? Text messages don't count. Text messages can't track They're user to user. They're not community. They're not, searchable they're not reproducible they are locked in your phone with your telephone provider and they can be pulled up sure if you need them but that's a lot of goddamn work we're not the fbi we're not the cia we're not the nsa we're not reading fucking everybody's phone text messages we don't even want to go dig for that shit if we got litigation we want it just documented in our daily logs And the way that we communicate out is 
via email, in writing, and that's pretty much it. If you uh, if you're an old school dude sitting in a job trailer and you're sending faxes and that shit's working, email me because I call bullshit. Um, the email's where it is. Email's where it's been. Email's probably where it's gonna stay. I see people trying to like jump on this whole text messaging way of doing things. But in reality, it's not text messaging. It's another fucking app. It's an app that you can use in lieu of your text message in your phone to document and record the things that you're doing. But at the end of the day, it's just another fucking app. Just like your email. Just use your fucking email. That way you don't got to use 9,000 different platforms. I think that's what happens is everybody gets super cool, super trick idea. And we're going to use this newest, greatest whiz bang thing. And it's the shit. And uh, it turns out to be, that's exactly what it turns out to be. Shit. Um, Because we only do it for a few weeks. We only do it for a few months. Um, The way construction is, is so many vast ideas. There's so many vast programs and things that are out there that there's not really a whole typical standard way of doing things other than um, the CSI codes of an American uh, Institute of Architects, you know, paperwork. That's this kind of the standard or that is a standard. <clears throat> there's some variances that come across, you know, whether it's uh, specification changes or designations or you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, there is a basic industry standard of, of things happening out there. Uh, there also should be a, a standard way of communicating. Some people like to use a, a cloud-based platform for their communications with contractors. Some are okay with text messages, some some smaller outfits. Some places, fuck, it's a free-for-all, man. Uh, some places will just solely talk on the phone, you know, and Lord have mercy on you when shit doesn't go exactly the way you want it and somebody tells you to go fuck yourself because they agreed to something on the phone but a couple days later they had something else come up that's more lucrative or more important and they're not coming to see you. And there's no repercussions because all they got to do when you call them and say, hey, bro, where are you at? And they can go, "Uh, what are you talking about? And you tell them, we talked three fucking days ago and you were supposed to be here today. Oh, I don't remember having that conversation. Are you sure you called me? And then you get frustrated, and then the fight's on. But had you put that shit in an email, it can't. You can't do that. They can't do that. You can't do that. He said, she said, bullshit. Because nobody that I know that pulls that shit is honest to begin with, anyway. So the idea that we want to communicate, we want to be uh, team building people. Um, we want to be inclusive to everybody that's out there. Oh, shit, I used a liberal term there. Um, we want to make sure that we're doing it in a way which uh, our message can get received. There's a lot of different ways that people try. There's a combination that actually works pretty good. Um, and then there's multiple combinations depending on how the people are. Uh, but sometimes they like to draw you into their bullshit. And if you start catering as a general contractor to too many people's ways of communicating, it gets very, very monotonous and very, very hard to remember. And you can very quickly, very simply communicate the wrong way to somebody 
if you're trying to appease the whole fucking tribe, as if you would just be the leader, be the person in control of the situation and that project, and get them on board with your program. When they sign that contract, they're on board to communicate with you how that contract is spelled out. Um, you are their customer. They are servicing you because they are the subcontractor. So the service that they provide, although should be a given, um, it is generally, at least in our case, it is in a contract of how that communication needs to happen. So get people early on at the very beginning of the job or when they present themselves in your schedule at the pre-con meeting at their first attempt to start work on that job that they understand how this communication shit goes down. I personally in the field, I did the fax machine. I did the phone call. I did the in-person text message was in its infancy and I avoided text messaging for fucking years. I couldn't hit the keys, you know, nine fucking times to get to a letter. I, you know, and it'd take me an hour to write, you know, what's up? Not doing that shit. It's fucking too painful. Um, the Blackberry came out. That was fine. That was my first attempt at mobile uh, communications, but that was with email. So I never did like that communicating text message wise only because when I email out or when I did email out or as I do email out now my intent is that I'm sharing the information with the right people of the team who are on the need to know basis I'm not going to tell subcontractors internal things in my emails but I'm definitely going to copy my team um, I'm definitely going to have a conversation with them before I send that fucking email out only so I don't have to write out a 14-page email displaying, explaining the context of what we're talking about. So I'll have that conversation. My intent, though, when I have that conversation is that we're all paying attention. We're all understanding. We're asking the questions we need to ask. And when we hang up, my email is just a summary of the conversation with the main points that are trying to be addressed or trying to be enacted or engaged or done um, by the field team. And so the idea is that the the people that are in the field have that little bit of independence to go get that get those things done. My mouth is not keeping up with my brain. Get those things done and that they ask the questions and understand uh, the marching orders. Now, I'm also smart enough to know that if I talk or, or direct some things to happen, my phone call to them is also making sure that I understand the field conditions, I understand the situation, I understand the timelines on things, and I understand you know, material, manpower, and things like that by the subcontractors because it would be unfair and really fucking dumb on my part to start handing down marching orders for a bunch of bullshit that can't happen because I don't understand the situation there. So I count on those guys in the field 
to accurately report back status uh, of the job and the people and, and material and manpower um, so that we can make a good decision based on the information I get that we have to employ. Sometimes that comes from the owner. Sometimes that comes from a situation. Sometimes that comes from a client. Sometimes it comes from a government agency. So I typically don't like to fuck with anyone in the field on how to do things. I have a pretty standard way of doing things. Um, and, and what I request is pretty basic. But the communication aspect of that is fucking huge. If I get left out of the communication, I get ass hurt because now I'm not able to accurately report up the food chain um, situations, conditions, um, because I'm not getting that information unless I have to go search for it. I don't like searching for it because I have more than one project. It wouldn't be a bad deal or a big deal if I only had one project solely devoted to that and I could live on that cloud-based system all day long um, and on the phone with the boys working through situations as they appear. Um, but that is not reality and that is not the case. I have jobs in more than one state, jobs in the really long part of California from the top to the bottom uh, and in the middle. So uh, really stretched as far as like being able to be on job sites right now with this fucking China flu and um, school for kids and the burden that all this shit is putting on everybody. So I'm counting on communication to be as solid as fuck uh, in the day to day. And so when I was um, out in the field, I included everybody on my team in most of the emails that went out. Unless somebody popped up and said, hey, in these situations, I don't want to be a part of it. If I only want to know about it, if it goes to shit, I trust you, go for it. Then I would leave them out. Um, but I would also make sure that because they put that amount of weight and burden on me in a positive way, that I was not going to try to get lazy or fuck those things up. Because the last thing I wanted to do was be handed a gift, even though it's a small gift of not copying someone on it who was above me. Uh, I appreciate that. And I didn't want to fuck that up. So I would put more, probably more thought in those emails that I didn't copy that person on than if I copied them in other things. So um, compliments can come in a lot of different ways. Um, but at the very end of the day, you know, let the person on the receiving end decide what those things are. Uh, I, I don't like to be on inspection requests or uh, requests for uh, dumpster pickup and delivery. That shit annoys me. Okay. It's part of your job. Don't fucking copy me on. I get 800 emails a day. And, uh, the last thing I want to do is get seven, you know, emails arguing about a dumpster. That's a really simple task. But if that's the only thing you're copying on me, copying me on, then that's a fucking problem too, because you're not doing something. Um, and I can think of a whole bunch of somethings. So communication, I, I look forward in, in the email. I also think that, uh, and I'm going to circle back to that, but I'm going to bounce around between emails and phone calls. So I th also think you have to talk to people. There's a dichotomy to everything and there's an exception to almost every rule. But the idea is that we're not breaking every fucking rule all the time and we're not going way too far one direction 
and not have having any uh, thought about the time of how you've abandoned something. Like at some point, it's okay to make phone calls when something's going wild and you've got to push and you've got to get that done. But you also need to take the three to five minutes it takes to write a follow-up email without sounding like you're getting ready to go to court with them. And what I mean by that is, per our conversation, you said, don't start the fucking email that way or to memorialize this conversation. All you're doing is setting those people up to get pissed off at you. So there's other ways to approach that shit. I'm going to tell you what, I am straight up honest with these dudes when I send those emails. And I start out with, because I can't remember everything on the planet and we just talked, this is what I think we talked about. Do you agree? And I get a yes 99.9% of the time, or I'll get a correction. And then I go, oh shit, that's right. We did talk about that. And then we're both on the same page in that moment. When I do those emails, I will also include the person that maybe needs to have that follow through on that because I might be teeing something up, but I'm not going to see it through because I'm not living on the job site. I'm not there every day. And so that person, I'm going to have a conversation with them. I'm going to tell them that they were on that email and then they're, they're going to get copied so they can go read that fucking email for themselves. If they're too lazy to go read that email, that's not my shit. Uh, when it doesn't happen, that then becomes my shit. And so that's going to piss me off because I hate going through this effort and energy to communicate, to put things in writing, to get everybody on the same page. And then the person that needs to finish it or get it done walks away from it or ignores it. That is not being a fucking team player. That's being an asshole. Actually, it's not being an asshole. It's being a douchebag. And so it's important that you don't walk away from that shit. It's important that if you're included in the email, you're cognizant enough to know that that shit really does apply to you. Because if it's a, if you're a superintendent and your PM sending out something and asking for a delivery date and that delivery date comes back from a vendor or a subcontractor because wild that even the PM would be doing that because that's your fucking job. But irregardless, if it happens, when that, e- when that time comes back, you better be writing that shit down because that needs to go on your schedule and that needs to be fucking handled. So you have to pay attention to those communications. And here's the thing. If it wasn't in a fucking email, you would have never known. If it was only in a phone call, then only the PM would know. Only that person on the other end of the line with that project manager would know. And so then you'd be left out of loop. And chances are, you'd be mad as fuck if PM starts scheduling shit on fucking Christmas, you know, Christmas Eve day or New Year's Eve day or the day before fucking Thanksgiving. Because there's some PMs out there that don't give two fucks about a holiday. They don't give a shit that you're going to work. I'm one of them because there's ample opportunity and ample time to make these schedules. And if you're not going to do your piece and do your part and make your schedule and do your communicating and putting that shit in writing and doing the follow up and the follow through on work in place and making sure things are done and ready for other trades as they come in and that that shit's clean. And you don't want to talk to people and you don't want to coordinate things. I'm going to coordinate them for fucked up days. And then I'm going to burn your ass when you're not there. Even I'm going to put it on a work day. I'm not going to make you work a holiday, 
But chances are it's going to get all fucked up. Okay? Don't do that. Take control of your shit. And you take control of it by fucking communicating in writing with email. Everybody on the planet, including my 7-year-old, 8-year-old, 9-year-old, know how to use fucking email. Okay? So stop it with that bullshit. If you're in this business and you're over 25 years old and you can send a text or you can buy shit on Amazon, you can send a goddamn email. I am sick and fucking tired of hearing that people won't do that. People won't put things in writing. And so it begs begs the question, why do not why, why do not put it in an email? Hmm. Chances are there's some fucking shit going on that probably shouldn't be going on. So that's the thing is if you will work and do your project and do all the things that you're supposed to do, there shouldn't be anything that should be a secret. We are not building anything that hasn't been done before. Okay. We're actually probably way shittier at it now than we ever have been, but that's a whole nother fucking podcast. So the communicating boils down to a few things, which I've talked about before, but we're going to keep going down the road here. And so let's start from the beginning. Kind of. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pick the phone up and I'm going to introduce myself to somebody. Doesn't matter who the fuck they are. It could be a subcontractor. It could be a vendor. It could be a government official. And when I roll into town on, on a project, um, depends on the type of project that I'm doing. My first order of business is to go to the city. I'll call and see if they're open. I'll find out their working hours. If they have a voice recording, I'm just going to jot down that stuff, you know, uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed at lunch, blah, 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 blah. Uh, If there's a public works department, I'm going to do a Google search for that. Call that number if I have a public works project, you know, attached to my building construction. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to get their addresses. Um, Next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to find a fire department. I'm going to find the hospital. I'm going to find the police department. Typically, they're all in that same general area as City Hall uh, where the building department's located. Uh, And depending on the type of project you got, you may be engaging with uh, the mayor, the uh, city council people. Um, You know, there's a a plethora of people you could be actively involved with uh, through the duration of your project. So first order business, I'm going to roll down. I'm going to meet the government officials, the ones that can make or break my job, depending on their attitude, my attitude, and and a whole bunch of things. So I'm going to go down there. I'm going to trade numbers. I'm going to drop business cards, introduce myself, put a name to a face, find out where the permit is, if I can pick it up. Um, You know, I'm going to have a little bit more information than I normally would have. How to call in an inspection. Um, If I do have the ability to pick the permit up, am I writing a check or am I just picking it up? There's some forms you got to fill out. Um, I'm not afraid to sign those because I'm it's kind of like a traffic ticket. You're not admitting anything. You're just signing that you received it. And, and basically that's what I do when I get the building permit and plans and, and, uh, I, I'm going to have be responsible for it anyway. So I have no problem signing for it. Most companies don't have a problem with the superintendent signing for it. And so, um, I may do that upon that visit. Um, depending on the size of the town and, and the feeling I get when I get there, I may go see the chief of police. Uh, it's kind of a weird ask. Um, but sometimes, uh, 
it pays off, you know. So I had a couple projects where I specifically went to do that and kind of became friends with those guys. So good dudes. Um, they knew that they were going to get tax revenue to the town. And if they could help us, you know, by doing an extra patrol or something like that, um, most are willing to do that because they put their pants on just like everybody else. So sometimes they'll do that too. Um, just because I like to keep the crackheads and Antifa out from, you know, I don't want them burning my shit down. So uh, if you're Antifa or BLM, chances are uh, it's not going to go good when you come to one of our job sites because we're not going to put up with your shit at all. So, uh, but having the the police on your side is good. And and then understanding where the fire department is, um, you're going to be engaged with them anyway because you're going to have a fire marshal, especially if you're building a building. You know, you're going to have sprinkler inspections and alarm inspections and you're going to have a final and that fire marshal is going to be the guy that signs your permit first when it comes to the end. And so you need to make friends with those guys real quick. They're going to help you. Um, there are some wacky ones out there, uh, but they're all, I'm going to say 98% of them are pretty good people. Um, but every now and then that 2% are crazy as fuck. Okay. And they got some weird agenda or they have some lack of knowledge of the NFPA. And so you may need to get a little bit sharper on the code so when they come up with heinously wild shit that they want you to do, uh, and if it sounds fucked up, it probably is, you can't argue it unless you know the NFPA code. And so I'm not saying memorize it, but at least have the ability to, to find that resource of information quick so you can um, debate those things or provide alternatives uh, in case they come up with some wild stuff. Because that, all that wild shit they come up with costs money and it takes fucking time. So if you know that at the beginning because you've communicated in person and you've talked with them, you'll understand, you know, you'll understand the enemy per se, uh, and then you'll be able to deal with it. So, so that little bit of trip, that half a day's adventure driving around and meeting people, um, eating lunch, you know, in some place in downtown, um, I will attempt to do that. Just try to get a feel for the people. Um, if there's people around that, seem friendly enough to talk to, I'll talk to them about the particular project I'm doing without saying I'm doing it just to get an idea of, of what town's going to be. Because I've been in some towns where they fucking hate your guts because of what you're doing and because of the client. And then I've been in some towns where, um, I solely could have ran on the platform that I built this project for this particular client in this town. And I could have been the fucking mayor, um, because some of these clients, uh, or are more welcomed in other communities uh, than some. So, so a little bit of communicating on the front side. Um, as I progress into it, I'm going to have to reach out probably to some stormwater people. Uh, depending on your state, you know, you may have to call the. Uh, they're all different kinds of things. They all have a different thing. So there's a a stormwater group in every state. Sometimes it's at the state level. Sometimes it's at the county level. Um, permits, depending on the client, you know, they may be re- uh, in that initiated by the client. Like in California, where we are, uh, contractors aren't the permit holder. We're just uh, a, an operator. So the client actually has to go get the permit. Um, so typically they use civil engineer and whatnot. So, so I'm going to be calling the f- civil engineer on the phone engaging him, introducing myself, talking to him. And then I'm going to send a follow-up email to that dude, memorializing our conversation without sounding like I'm going to set myself up uh, 
to go battle this guy, but you may later. Um, but at least given my contact information, my email address, things like that. I mean, if I had some questions, I can put that in that email and then I'm going to reach out to the state. And when I go to do my stormwater stuff, I'm going to invite them to come to the project to be a part of our pre-construction meeting so that they can see that we have our shit together and, or they can see that, um, you know, if we need some help, they can offer it. You know, that's a, it's a one stop shop real quick to get everybody on the same page, but I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to talk to them on the phone and I'm going to follow that shit up with an email, a nice professional email with good grammar, um, good spelling, you know, um, and, and short and sweet, you know, we don't want to write fucking novels to people, you know? So at that point, I'm going to engage the state if I have to, um, states like Nevada, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, uh, Tennessee, uh, Ohio, you talk to the state. So, you know, actually don't deal with a local person. So you're actually engaged with the state. Uh, and sometimes you have to pull the permit because that's how those states rules are. So it might not even be done by the, by the client, um, which those get to be a little bit weirder too. Uh, but you're going to follow that up with an email. Um, you're going to want to make sure that you have that, those things in writing just for your own record later, because a lot of time may go by before you have to engage those people again. And if you have something in writing that can refresh that memory uh, to them on what you're doing or what you talked about or when you started, that shit will help you way, way, way down the line a whole lot better than had you not done anything like that at all. So, um, really quick and easy phone call email. Uh, no, I don't know if you picked up, but I'm not fucking texting any government official because most of them have turned text messaging off because they don't allow that. And they don't allow it for the simple reason that nobody can forward it. It's person to person, same reasons why we don't allow uh, text messages too. So, so that's a really good, um, way to understand some things right there is, is, uh, phone calls in person and, uh, an email. So at that point, I'm going to start engaging my guys that are going to come. And, and so I've sat down, I've done my through schedule. I've done all that. I've kind of got an idea of who these guys are. Uh, they should have contracts and if they don't, I'm going to raise a flag, push that shit to the PM, but I'm going to do it in an email because I want to make sure they keep track of that stuff because I want to keep my project manager honest uh, and I want to keep my memory clean too. So I'm going to use that fucking email. And so, um, I'm going to reach out to subs. I'm going to call them. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to tell them about the project, kind of give them a timeline, but then I'm going to follow up with an email, but I'm going to, not only am I going to, you know, say thanks for talking to me and I'm going to discuss the mobilization and their initial work to begin with in that email, I'm going to send them a copy of my schedule. I'm going to take one or two pictures of the site to show them what the conditions are. And I'm going to tell them what my expectations are. I'm also going to tee them up for a pre-construction meeting because sometimes we have to do a little bit of work before a pre-construction meeting in order to have that, depending on the client. We have one client right now where we have to do a bunch of work before we can even do a pre-construction meeting. And it's stormwater shit. And so I'm going to be engaging four or five trades, you know, fence guy, 
portable toilet guy, trailer guy, uh, a temp power dude, stormwater implementation guy, uh, a grading contractor, uh, maybe even a concrete guy uh, to do those initial things so I can get my pre-construction meeting scheduled. And when I get all of those things done and I've communicated, I've done my writing, I probably have a timeline, there's going to be a meeting that's set up. That meeting, that meeting needs to be conveyed too in a fucking email, okay? You can't just call everybody up and expect them to remember your shit because you're not that important to them. In fact, we're not that important to anybody. But the amount of that we communicate to people will get them thinking that we are important because of how we're communicating. And so when it comes time for a pre-construction meeting, I'm going to do a few different things to make sure that I have the fucking attendance that I expect. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to call everybody and we're going to talk about it. And it's not going to be a long conversation. It's going to be five minutes or less about this pre-construction meeting. I'm going to talk about the points, man. I'm going to talk about what it is, what it's about, who I expect to be there, what I expect them to do when they come, and the time and day in which this fucking meeting is going to happen. Okay. I'm also going to make sure that they understand the importance of this meeting because everybody needs to be in attendance and everybody needs to sign off on it and hear the pieces from all the other speakers so that we can check these boxes and fucking hit start. Okay. That shit is important. Uh, attendance is important. Once I have that conversation, I'm going to write my list down of everybody I talked to, double check it and make sure I didn't miss anybody. And if I did, I'm going to follow up and phone call that person right away. And then I'm going to send out an email, a mass one, in an Outlook calendar invite, describing the meeting and giving the day and giving the time. And I'm going to put a read receipt on that bitch. So I make sure everybody that gets it fucking reads it and they accept it. If they don't accept it in the next day or two after I send it, I hit them up with their with an individual email to themselves, to them, to themselves, whatever, to them. So, and that individual email is going to be a, a reminder, a gentle, polite reminder that they need to be at this meeting. And give a fuck what they got going on because I'm going to do this meeting well enough in advance that unless they got a fucking surgery planned, their fucking ass needs to be there. If I'm not getting any love from that, then I'm going to call them again on the phone. And we're going to talk about why they're not accepting my meeting invite. But I'm going to have a pretty good idea on my initial phone call. And so if I'm making that third communication attempt for a stupid pre I don't mean stupid, but for a pre-con, then then they probably are going to give me some bullshit throughout the course of the job. And I need to be paying attention to that. So uh, upon that conversation, um, and depending on the proximity and the location of where the job is compared to where everybody else is, I'm going to pay attention to where their office is at. If they're five or six hours away, um, if they're eight or nine hours away, if they're three states away, I may do a call-in number, um, but for some of these people, if your contract's over eight hundred grand, I expect your ass to be on the job site for that pre-construction meeting. Okay, really big deal. A lot can be ascertained in person in these meetings. Um, 
with the way the world is now, you know, Zoom is uh, a lot better than it used to be on just phone calls. I don't know why, but, um, you know, we're going to be with Zoom for a while. So I'm okay. I will set up a Zoom. Uh, typically right now in the day and age that we're in right now, I'm setting up Zoom calls and, uh, but they're video calls so we can all see each other. We can share screenshots. We can share, you know, we can share a lot of different things and I also have the ability to record them. So you're going to, I'm going to do a Zoom. And at that point, you know, we're off to the races and, and when that meeting comes, um, we, you're probably going to have pretty good attendance. So uh, typically I'll, I'll do the day before I'll send out a reminder to everybody just because, you know, sometimes I would do things so far in advance. People forget, uh, it ha even happens to me, you know, I'll accept meeting invites and I'll forget until, you know, my alarm goes off, you know, five minutes before me. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I, I, I don't even know if I can do this right now. So, so even for me, I, um, I need to set up some reminders for some things. So, um, just important that communicating that piece, if you can put together an agenda in our cloud-based system that we use, uh, we use Procore. Um, I hate saying that cause I have a love hate relationship with those fuckers, but we use Procore. There's some good things about it. Um, and there's some really terrible things about it too. And so I'll try to focus on the good stuff the, I think the meeting tab the meeting section the meeting agenda part piece uh is pretty decent um i like that you know you can put everybody on it you can distribute the agenda to everybody prior to the meeting and then you can send out the meeting minutes uh post meeting and i like that you can include everybody on the team i like that they have the ability to provide input um, there's a lot of positive things about it. I like that you can attach files and photos and pictures and checklists and all sorts of things can be intertwined and connected to this thing. So, uh, the bad thing about it is you can get so much information in that thing that everybody misses it. Uh, the, they definitely are not going to get the same information if you print it out for them and hand it to them face to face. They, they can get way more information out of the links and photos and things like that if they, they receive it electronically. Because then if they need access to something and there's a hyperlink in there, they can click that thing. It'll take it right to take them right to whatever that is. And then they have that information that they need um, without you having to regurgitate it 500 fucking times. Like that's the idea of communicating so effectively or so completely that people aren't wasting your time asking you dumb questions that you've probably already answered. So you want to be giving so much information that there's no question, but you don't want to give so much information that it gets lost. So you have to segment out the things that you want to talk about. So if it comes to a pre-construction meeting in your email communications and your meeting invites and your phone calls, only talk about that pre-construction meeting. Okay. Uh, it's okay to get off base a little bit with some time with some things sometimes, but really at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you keep everybody's attention for the five minutes that they'll probably give you. And so you want to make sure you talk about one topic. Okay. You don't want to 
beat everybody with too much, talk about 75 other fucking things because they're only, they're not going to remember what you initially called them about. They're going to remember the last thing you talked about. So really important to understand how we as human beings retain that information, especially if we're getting a shotgun blast of that shit on the phone, on the flower, driving down the freeway, We've got two kids in the back, you know, and, um, our other phones blowing up, you know, with other shit, especially if you're calling after five or, or four thirty or, or whatever time the day ends for some of these people. So short and sweet, stay on topic, stay on task and, uh, follow that shit with an email. So that's just a pre-construction meeting. So then, um, the day-to-day aspect with the contractors, the day-to-day aspect with running your job, you know, there's a few things that can, you know, communication-wise that can keep everybody on the same page. Um, And we communicate in different ways. We all do. We all communicate in different ways. We don't get to see the look on the person's face or their body language or their demeanor in a fucking email. I get that. Most people take my emails way wrong, not the way I intended, because I am short, direct, and to the point. And so in order for people not to be ass hurt, I have to actually call them on the phone and explain to them certain things. Now, there's some people that are just plain fucking assholes, and no matter what you do, they're going to fight you the whole way. Nobody intends to hire those guys, but they do exist. Um those people have to be dealt with a different way. We'll, we'll get to that shortly. So when it comes to that day-to-day thing and the way of communicating, there's a, there's a bunch of ways. So the, the first way is phone call, right? You know, if I'm a superintendent and I've got my schedule going on, my schedule is a piece of, is a communication tool. So I'm, I'm letting you know what's upcoming. I'm letting you know what's happening and I'm letting you know who you're working around. I'm also letting you know what the anticipated completion date of your shit is. And so if you're not speaking up, we're going to run with those timelines. And so you have to speak up if you're a sub. If you don't show up to the meetings and you don't communicate back, then we're going to assume your time's fine. We may start taking days away from that because maybe we've given you too much time. And you don't give two shits about what we're doing because you're going to make it in three days and we gave you five. We'll pull a couple days off. Maybe we do it just to get your attention. Maybe we get to do it. Maybe we do it just to see if you were actually looking at things, you know, or maybe you don't just, maybe you just don't give a fuck. So it's going to, there will be repercussions, you know, later on for missing those timelines or um, not being honest, but that, that communication that initial communication is going to be that schedule. Uh, as a super, I'm going to be calling everybody. I'm going to be introducing myself. I'm going to be asking who the foreman's going to be, who's going to be on site, what is their contact info, you know, all of those things. So I can make sure that I'm communicating the things, whether it's approved submittals or cut sheets or expectations or cleanup needs or production updates. I want to make sure that I'm talking to the right person. If that person on my job site isn't the right person, then I'm going to keep digging until I find who that person is. Because I don't want to be talking to a bunch of fucking deadbeats that aren't going to be there to help make the project be awesome. Okay? There's a, there's a bunch out there, and I'm not saying everybody's a fucking deadbeat, 
But there's some people that have the ability. Some contractors will allow their field guys to make those decisions, make those calls, and and speak on their behalf. And then there's some that won't. And it's really important to identify who those people are. And you can do it in conversation, face-to-face. You can do it on the phone, right? But you have to do that shit. Because if you're talking to a bunch of people that aren't going to do anything with it and they're going to hide it from people, then good luck with that because you're just going to fucking fight them every day. So, So first piece schedule second piece of phone call third piece is i'm going to put that shit in an email hey thanks i just want to make sure i got this email address right and he's going to be the guy that i can go to day to day but if i need a little bit more info i can come to you and you're just looking for a confirmation you want to set the tone right you want to and you're not going to do that with everybody on day one you're going to do them incrementally as things are happening right so I'm going to hit up the first three to five weeks, eight weeks uh, on and introduce myself, right? I'm going to, if I'm starting a job and it's a ground up, I'm going to hit surveyor, the concrete guy, dude doing the excavating. If it's a separate guy, I'm going to hit the grader. Um, I'm going to hit the plumber, the electrician, the block mason, the steel guy, and who else? Um think that's it maybe some storm well some storm water people that's a given <coughs> so at that point like you're gonna you're gonna engage about 10 people right but then you're gonna pay attention as you're moving through this stuff five weeks out is really my key to introduce myself you know i'm gonna um engage the roofer i'm gonna engage when when block and steel show up i'm gonna engage the roofer i'm gonna engage the sheet metal guy i'm gonna engage the painter uh, door guy, things like that. Uh, I may call the framer, you know, as we're getting to the top, if he's got some framing things on the outside, I want to get those guys spooled up and get them ready so they can get the manpower. I can get on their schedule because they're running a business just like we are. And we're not that special. We're competing against other general contractors on a daily fucking basis. And I can tell you out there that across the board, a shitload of contractors struggle with schedules a shitload of contractors struggle with fucking communication. And if you don't believe me, go look at fucking LinkedIn, okay? So there's a ton of people. There's a ton of programs out there. If we were all good at it, then we would all just use fucking Microsoft Excel and we would use Microsoft fucking Outlook, okay? But p- people struggle with even just that basic shit. And so they're, everybody's trying to find a trick way to keep everybody on board because not everybody is cognizant enough in the field to include their fucking team on it. And so there's a bunch of contingency things that have to happen from other companies that are trying to get that communication all inclusive to the team, um, which is why some people use Procore. Because in Procore, I can set that shit up that if my superintendent sends an email, I'm automatically copied on it. He doesn't have to remember to put me on it. I can be on a distribution list. I can track folders. I can do a lot of things to help me stay in the loop that you can't do with Microsoft Outlook. You can't do it with uh, Excel. You can't do it with Project. You can't do it with a lot of things, you know. And so so I understand, you know, the, the basis of doing that, um, but I don't agree with it. I think that, it, that we're all fucking adults, and I think that uh, we should be responsible and ethical enough to where we don't need somebody fucking looking in on us all the time, okay? I think that being uh, a 
part of the team and including the people in the team in those communications on that day-to-day, I think that should be a given. Uh, I don't think that there should be any other way to do it. Now, there are different project managers that do different things, and they don't want to be included on it. And so if you don't want to be included on it, then you're going to reap the benefits of what that shit turns into eventually, okay? You're going to feel like you're out of the loop. You're going to feel like this. You're going to, and you're going to waste people's fucking time asking them a bunch of damn questions that wouldn't need to be asked had you not just been on the fucking email that you could read at your own damn leisure. So, so it's important, in my opinion, to keep everybody in the loop on your team. And I mean your team as in people that are on your project. If you have seven superintendents on your project and an admin and a PM and an assistant PM, um, then those people would all be on your fucking emails. Um, so somebody can speak up and say, you know, especially if you have an issue like, Hey, I saw this last night. Uh, I think this is how we should solve it. Um, this is what I did to try to solve that. Somebody may pipe up and say, I took care of that. Uh, yesterday, the, the material will be there today. Uh, sorry that I didn't tell you, um, you know, but shit, I'll work on, uh, communicating better next time. And so it'll save double work. It'll save triple work. It'll save putting in something wrong and then having to fucking redo it. It'll, it'll keep everybody current and up to date on what's happening on that job. Now, at the same time, you can't force people to read their fucking emails. Okay. So, that's a that's an internal personal accountability thing. People have to read their emails, okay? It sucks because I get a shitload of them. Um but I definitely pay attention to the busy ones unless I'm driving and um I will catch up the, either late that night or the next day. So I give it uh I give a little bit of leeway on email only because of of traveling and things like that. But if I know what my guys are doing on a job site, if they're there and they're not going home this weekend and they're not traveling and things like that, they're definitely not getting the the same amount of emails that I'm getting um, just because they're on one project with one group of traits. And so there shouldn't be any excuse on not answering an email from a field staff's position, especially if you have issues, right? So like if a sub is emailing you an issue or um, asking for some help, you need to address it. You can't let that shit linger. If you're out walking around and somebody mentions something to you, you need to make a note and you need to go investigate it. Whether it's a, a door thing or a paint thing or a slab thing or a, a block thing or whatever kind of thing it may be, a storm drain thing, a plan thing, um, then maybe they have an RFI. There's certain things you can do um, to keep them engaged and to help you do get them the information. They got to help you help them, right? So um, you got to train them to don't ask me for shit when I'm walking out there that is a deviation in the plans. Um, if you're looking for acceptance, I'm going to tell you if it's not right, but I'm not going to tell you if it's right because there's too many people that have tried to use that shit against us over the years. So I'm, I'm going to make a comment. I may follow those up with an email, uh, and I may not, depending on the situation, depending on what it is. So really important that you you don't let those guys suck you into their trap of just throwing shit at you and uh, hoping it'll stick and then using it against you, against you later, especially when your PM shows up and says, 
I fucking told this guy four times. Well, did you email him? Because we all forget stuff. And when the answer is no, then the clock starts over. Put it in an email and, and deal with it. But at the same time, as a superintendent with the things going on, your job is meant to fucking help everybody get their shit done. So you have to go above and beyond and try to solve these things. So take a note, research the problem or research whatever, you know, question they have and try to get an answer back to them before the end of the day. If you can answer it right then, answer it. Um, but if you can't and you go research it and you still can't answer it, you better be picking the phone up or, or using the email and forwarding it on to somebody that can help you. Um, because to let that shit set idle is fucking bullshit. Okay. You have, we have to keep moving forward. We have to keep getting tasks done and we have to make sure that they're getting done right the first time and that we're engaged enough in that shit that we are not letting them do fucked up things um, because it's going to just waste time for them and money and it causes us some delays. And so it doesn't, I, I hate it when I hear superintendents letting guys fuck things, letting subs fuck things up only to, because they know it, only to fucking have to go get them with the I gotcha email like that's so counter fucking productive okay so when when I'm out and I'm walking I'm going to take photos because that's another way to communicate shit and I'm going to take fucking two seconds and I'm going to stop and I'm going to stand still and I'm going to take a not blurry photo with some decent light if I need to turn my fucking flash on I'm going to turn my flash on if we, if you're using a cloud-based system like Procore, you can take that photo in Procore, and you can timestamp it. I like timestamp photos. Timestamp photos kick ass. Okay, way better than uh, the photos you can upload. They're also timestamped too uh, internally, and you can see that when you go into the platform. Um, but it, it's a hell of a lot easier, and it's a hell of a lot nicer when it's got that time and date down in the bottom right hand corner of that photo and so each day you you want to take enough photos to tell the story about what happened and because they're right a picture is worth a thousand words but a blurry picture ain't worth shit okay or a photo with your finger in it that's fucking worthless it's equally worthless so we want effective communication we want to take good photos we want to make sure that we're telling the story. We want to stand at an appropriate angle. We want to make sure that we're getting everything from top to bottom, depending on what we're taking photos of. If you're after plumbing that day, then go take pictures of plumbing. But don't take pictures of the angle stop stubs. Take pictures of the whole wall with all the damn plumbing in it. That way you don't have to take 12 fucking pictures. Um, because the tighter the photo it, it is, the harder it is to correlate where that location is in that building unless you're dropping photos on a map um it, it's just hard to see it you're right so there's little things out there when you're taking photos that you can do you can paint column lines right you can put the letter and the number uh, so when you take a photo people can get a really good idea instantly in that photo where you are and what direction you're facing that helps tell your story without writing a fucking dissertation about where you were standing, what you were taking a photo of. Um, it's important that you get enough photos to cover all of the work that's happening 
and all the areas that are not under construction, um, it's important to take photos of those too. It sounds counterproductive and it doesn't make any sense, but situations and things change outside of a building you're building. You know, you may have uh, road work happening. You may have neighbors who are assholes. You may have neighbors that are good people and they keep cleaning up your street signs because they're in their way and they're organizing them for you. They don't mean any harm by it. Um, but if you're not out there taking photos to see that shit, um, you may run into a problem where, you know, you, you have a bunch of signs that aren't installed anymore and you get a traffic accident and it's your fault. So lots of photos, lots of, lots of things. We are as super, your ass is on every inch of that job all day long. If you have outside work going on, you're outside taking photos of that. If you have street work, same thing. If you have shit going on on the roof, you need to get up on the roof. You at least need to get on the roof once a day, if not twice a day. Okay. You crawl up a ladder, you crawl down a ladder, crawl up a ladder, crawl down a ladder. You probably all could use fucking exercise anyway. So look at it, even at the health benefit of going up and down and get your blood flow moving. So your ass isn't getting fat sitting in a fucking chair all day in the job trailer. So being out, being active, engaging those guys you can do it quickly the the other part of the communication factor is not getting sucked into the bullshit conversations that happen you got to keep it professional you got to keep it quick you got to make sure that it's effective there is a benefit to having those fishing conversations and monday night football conversations um but they don't need to be a priority all the time for everybody okay try to save that shit for the end of the day let everybody get their shit rolled out in the morning. Typically, in the mornings when I would roll out, I was uh, clocking dudes in. I was counting guys as they were signing in on the binders, you know, the, the sign-in sheets. And then I'm out, and I'm walking. And typically, I'm looking to make sure that those guys are working on those things that I have in my schedule. And if they're not, I'm going to communicate pretty quick to them that, Hey, bro, you're in the wrong spot. You need to get back over here. You need to finish this because I walked it last night. It's not done. Uh, you can't move on to finish a bunch of other stuff until you finish this. And here's why. Uh, I will tell them why. Typically, people are not cognizant to the why. And so you got to communicate that. The habitual offenders, the ones that don't want to stay on track, that that's the people I'm going to engage with the email. It's 50-50 most of the time. Um, and it's just going to be to, it's not going to be an ask you, uh, but it's going to be a confirmation that they understood what I said, right. To stay on track and I'm going to give them a copy of the schedule. So the schedule is always going to be in everybody's face. Um, it's always going to be talked about, uh, at least for me, it's my expectation that my boys in the field are using the schedule too. It's like the Bible. You know, and we're going to be Mormon missionaries, you know, walking around making sure everybody knows what we're talking about. So really, really important uh, to communicate those things um, in, in a few different ways. Photos, tell the story to correlate your schedule. Um, sometimes I would take a, a bunch of photos and I wouldn't even actually look at what I was taking. And then I, as I'm uploading them, I may go back after I've done my walk in the morning and did my rah-rah with everybody make sure everybody was doing what I expected and they had what they needed. I'm going to tap out. I'm going to head back to the office and I'm going to 
do a once over in my photos, make sure I didn't miss anything. If I have some correction items that I want boys to take care of or girls, I will take those photos and I will email them out and identify the problem and tell them the solution. Um, if they're getting resolved in email and communications, email communications and or by talking to them, um, then they're not going to start getting on a punch list per se. I, but I am going to keep a punch list, okay? One of the communicating elements that we have are punch lists, right? So I typically will start a punch list on eh, about the second week. Um, and, and really the punch list is a, it's basically a honey-do list, right? So I'm going to have the things on that I'm, I'm tracking. Um, I'm also going to know, you know, when I'm looking for inspections and things like that. So some things need to be addressed before an inspection, and some things don't need to be addressed until maybe the next trade shows up. So the priority level of this punch list that I'm working on each day um, is, is going to be compared to or, or connected to uh, things that need to you know, help us move on to the next step, right? So typically I challenge myself to a few things for the communication side. One is I try to know everybody's first name that hits that job site. Uh, even uh, the guys that don't speak any damn English, my Spanish is good enough to where I can at least um, find out their name, right? So so I'm going to at least know their name, and then I'm going to figure out how to remember their name um, because that shit's going to help. Like I like it when people remember my name. You like it when people remember your name especially if they are above you in authority, you know? So, uh, most people, uh, most people like that. And so I try to do that. Plus it makes it a little bit easier to communicate, right? Cause then you can play on the human aspect of that shit. Should it come to a point where it's a safety thing or a quality thing? Uh, when you start using somebody's name, when you're talking to them, they're going to pay attention a little bit better than, Hey, you or dude, or come on, man. Um, you know, so I try to use everybody's name. Uh, the other thing is you want to make sure that the schedule that you have is current, okay? You don't want to have a bunch of fucked up shit on there or out-of-date shit or old shit on there because as soon as you start doing that, people quit paying attention to it, right? So try not to uh, get too far behind. You want to be updating and, and tweaking that thing every day. The same thing goes with the schedule or the schedule. The same thing goes with the punch list. My goal that I set for myself is that I am always trying to keep my punch list alive. Okay. No matter what, it's always got something on it that needs to be addressed, needs to be fixed, needs to be tweaked, needs to be looked at. It's on my list. I'm, it's on my it's on my list okay I'm tracking it in one way shape or form um, things that need to be addressed get addressed right it goes out in an email it has a photo with it, it has a due date it has the expectation um, things that are progressively over time you know needed with by by for a milestone or um, you know a, a weekly thing those things are getting addressed as well the, the whole idea is that that punch list, it keeps me engaged in the day-to-day -day shit, right? 
So I can generally wipe out a punch list if I want, but I would start a new one the next day. And so rather than do that sprinting shit, I typically will um, just do it as a marathon, right? So so punch list is a, is a really good tool to communicate good, bad, and ugly. Um, good is expected, so I don't really talk about that a whole lot. I don't like to give a lot of compliments as we're going. Uh, the compliments come when you get your check and you pass your inspection, okay? Um, if you're slaying it, then I'm going to leave you alone, right? So so the more on top of your shit you are as a subcontractor and you're coming in and I'm providing you a clean, ready workspace, I don't want to hear shit from you, okay? I don't want to talk to a whole bunch of people if I don't have to. Um, I will come by and say, yeah, that looks good, but I'm going to... But when I say it looks good, it doesn't mean you can fuck everything up from this point on. And that seems to be what happens. So I try to dole out those compliments uh, in a very limited basis. Not that I'm trying to be a dick, but I've just seen over time what that shit will get you. And it's not great because then you're fighting, you know, with people because if they slack off, um, but you've given them a compliment, then you're going to fight them because, well, you said all my shit looked good yesterday, and it, but it's all fucked up today. Well, yeah, dude, because yesterday you were using a level and you were blind fucking nailing things, and today you didn't use a level and you're just hammering the shit out of everything. So, yeah, this looks like ass, and it's fucking shit compared to yesterday. So I, I hate that part of it, um, but it happens. So it is what it is. So you you're going to know you know, over the course of time, you know, if that's going to work for you or not. I typically don't think it does, but that's my opinion. I've never seen it work for me. Uh, as soon as I give a compliment, everybody sits down and starts doing stupid shit. So, um, that punch list, I will keep that, that fucker rolling. And my punch list isn't just for a subcontractor. That punch list is shit for me. That punch list is a honeydew list for the PM. That punch list is, uh, Things that I've got to produce every week, you know, depending on the day I need to produce it, whether it's a specific walk and specific photos for an update to the client, or if it's a stormwater walk because of the environment that we're in now, we're doing shit on FaceTime. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that can come from that, but that shit is going on my punch list or my ongoing fucking pickup list. Have to be careful with how you what word you use because subs think that if you give them a punch list, it's the end of the project and everybody knows better when you're laying block that your punch list that you're getting at that time is not a punch list. Okay. We call it that because that's just what we do. So because you guys have gotten to be true fucking retards about the term punch list. Now we call it a pickup list and that fucking thing will grow and expand depending on your stupidity. So if you have eight things on that list and you come and fix those eight things, you don't fuck anything else up or anybody else's work, then you're going to be awesome, man. You're going to have eight items done clean. You may not have a punch list at the end from the architect because that's where the real punch list comes. We're just trying to punch this fucker out as we go. So we don't have a bunch of heinous bullshit at the end that we have to deal with when there's no fucking time and you're done and gone and you don't want to come back. So we're going to call it a pickup list, okay? So you don't get all fucking holier than now on us trying to come back and say, well, I need my retention. Well, that's not how it works, okay? 
we, I feel like we have to explain this all the time. Uh, I will work with some people, but if you're an asshole, uh, we're going to follow the contract. If you're not, I'll try to find some exceptions. We're, we're pretty, um, accommodating people. We will try our best to get you as much money as possible if your work is good. Um, and if you've been a great, good dude or a good girl the whole way through, then uh, we'll help. You know, we, we don't have any problem with that. But if you're an asshole, like I have no desire to help people that are rude as fuck and do shitty work. Okay. It just, it's just, it's just insanity. And you can beat me up with lawyers all you want, but we have a contract and it's just the way it is. So, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to do it. So, but the, but the punch list, I'm going to, from now on, my terminology through these podcasts is going to change. Punch list is at the end driven by an outside agency, whether it's the architect, civil engineer, uh, public works department, building department, shit like that. That's going to be a punch list. Um, through the duration of the job, it's going to be a pickup list. And so that pickup list is going to be, Everything that I can attempt to find that doesn't match the drawings or is a quality issue before you leave. And I want you to have that pickup list before you're done with your scope so that you are finished and I can say you're 100% done and that you're ready for the next trade. Okay. If you're a block mason and you have to go and come back because of various things, whether it's a, you need a slab down or, or some grading done and some drainage done to build a wall. You're, you're not going to get a final pickup list, but I'll give you items that pertain to the, maybe the main structure that you built. So you can address those. And if you slack off on that shit, then I'm going to go look at it some more and, and fine tune my pickup list so that when you come back, you're going to have a final pickup list and I'm going to, not only am I going to look at it, but I'm going to ask someone else to look at it because I want to make sure that we don't yo-yo you back and forth, come to this job to fix a bunch of bullshit that should have never been fucking left to begin with. So ideally, you want to engage that so subcontractors know they know to walk their own damn work, okay? There should be some pride. There should be some sense of accomplishment in these trades doing work. But that doesn't come from everybody. Some people don't even know how to accomplish that. They don't have a quality control department. They don't have they don't have a lot of things right now. A lot of people are running lean and mean. And so maybe they're just used to doing it this one way, and that's getting a punch list. And that's what they're looking for. And they'll come and fix it all, but you just have to tell them. Um, they may not be engaged in their own quality control. That sucks, um, but that's reality. So... As a superintendent, you need to be ongoing, looking, checking, and and pointing out things that are, are quality issues or not per plan, right? Uh, and you have to communicate that. And so a few ways, um, if you have a Procore, it's really easy in the observation tool. It's probably the preferred method, in my opinion, uh, only because you don't have to remind anybody. You can spell it all out on what it is, and you can set up reminders and you can require that they provide a photo of that completed work and a request to close the item uh, through the platform, right? That puts something else working in your behalf to help them accomplish a pickup item. Um, it's a hell of a lot harder, I think, nowadays 
to remember all these emails that you're sending out because then you have to go dig back and flag them and put due dates on them and shit like that. Where um, in Procore, you simply just plug that shit in and it, and it automatically reminds them. So so if you have that a, a Procore-based system, something like that, maybe Prolog does it too. It's been years, but um, something that can help you do some of that legwork, use that shit, man. Like, why would you not? Um, had I been in the field and Procore had that feature back then, oh, man. Um, yeah, I'd have been off the chain. My punch list, I wouldn't even write it down. I'd just be putting it in there every day because you can do it right from your phone. So, so that's another way to communicate, okay? Now, you can tee these things up and you can nickel and dime them. And you can put these items in as they appear. Um, and then you can also make sure that you're gauging the subs. Like, hey, I put a due date of three weeks from now. So over the next three weeks, tackle these things. But this one item I have right now is not the one item you're going to solely have. So don't waste time coming here. I'm going to finish walking your work and checking everything uh, one last time. And then I'm going to have somebody else with a new, fresh pair of eyes come and look also. Um, I was really bad back in the day as a super. I would forget bars like a motherfucker. Um, mostly because of the way they drew them on there. Um, just a little tiny circle, and they would say typical. I would miss that shit, especially if there was other lines over the top of it and it wasn't a, a true circle. wouldn't pay attention to it. I didn't want to assume anything, and so anyway, typically I'd miss two or three bollards. Um, but I got smart, and after the first couple times... Uh, missing them not realizing that I actually missed them uh, and then I would engage someone else to come walk specifically hey man can you come walk this stuff because I forget ballards can you focus on ballards right now and make sure that I didn't miss any because ballards are paying the ass to put in so um, once I started doing that and, and asking for some help I didn't we didn't miss them anymore so it was a pretty solid way to approach it so have someone else look at your pickup list but you can't have that on a piece of paper in your pocket getting dirty and sweaty and nasty it's got to be out there where you're communicating it so if you can if you have some other weird platform that you do punch lists on or pick up items or corrective actions or whatever the fuck that you want to call them um, make sure that it's in a place where it can be shared uh, a lot of people use plan grid but i'm not a fan of plan grid for the a correction item pickup list kind of things because spitting you have to engage everybody in there via the email so there's a lot of data entry that you've already done in a in like our pro core system and then um when you extrapolate it out you have to filter it for them or they're going to get nine thousand fucking items it's a it's a mess and then if you pdf your punch list it could be 1400 fucking pages you know because it only puts two or three on a page uh, depending on how many photos you put in so there's there too much is is not enough sometimes and then sometimes too much is just too much so you be cognizant of the platform that you're using and what you're trying to communicate if it takes more than one photo to explain your problem uh, you're going to struggle on plan grid there's just no ifs ands or buts if somebody else has figured out how not to have a, a massive fucking document um, in plan grid with more than a couple of photos. I'd sure like to know how to do that. So anyway, I, I, I prefer the, the Procore method 
um, just because of the reminders and the way it saves it and it engages the other trade when you tag them uh, because you have them in your directory, right? So the other item is is that phone calls. You know, there's it's really hard to log phone calls because most people don't write that shit down of what time they're talking to somebody and when they stop talking to them and things like that. So it's like a commercial for fucking Procore today. Procore has a phone call feature. If you call people in that phone call feature, when you get done with that phone call, a screen will pop up that will let you put in what that conversation was about. And if you have an iPhone, you can hit the little speaker button and you can talk into your phone about what that conversation is and hit save and it will populate that within seconds to your daily log. Right? So, so having those phone calls and document those throughout the day, it's not a free pass to get away from emails and pick up lists and inspections and things like that. But it's another tool that will validate your story should shit hit the fan. Okay. And that's what we're looking for. Um, it's not what happens. It's what you can prove. And so if you're doing that communication to everybody and you're logging that data, then it's only setting yourself up for success should you have a dispute later on in the project. And, and if you think they're not going to happen, you're sadly mistaken because they happen. Uh, it's just how you are prepared to deal with them when they appear. The other way to communicate is um, daily logs, right? So we're we're tracking manpower, we're tracking schedule items, we're tracking the weather, we're putting some photos in there, we're talking about um, dumpsters and accidents and near misses, um, we're putting in notes throughout the day from start to finish, and then we're sending that thing out at the end of the day. The idea is that you send that out at the end of the day so that your when your day's done, your so is your daily log. Like, don't let it linger overnight, or think you're gonna be able to remember what you did. If you you've got to be working through that during the day. Um, and, and honest to God, you should probably have a, a note to put in the daily, probably every half an hour, right? Because there's there's more than one thing happening, and there's more than one thing that you're doing. So you want to make sure that that you're keeping up on that, because if somebody jumps in on that cloud-based thing just to see what's up, uh, they're going to be looking for that. You know, if you've got a, a note within 20 minutes of me looking at it, then I'm not going to bother you because I can get a pretty good, ac- you know, uh, assessment of what, what's happening on the job site. Another way we communicate, um, which is not, the, I'm going to talk about some of the subliminal things, the way we communicate. Um, we communicate by how we're dressed, um, safety gear we're, we're wearing and our body posture, right? So if we're standing around with our hands in our pockets, like sheep, um, chances are some dudes are going to roll up on us and, and try to take control of the situation, especially if you're a quiet dude. Uh, you don't want to, you got to be loud enough, boisterous enough, assertive enough in that, in this position where you can't be a quiet, introvert kind of dude you gotta you definitely gotta be talking and engaging and questioning things so your body language you know if you slump over and your vest is dirty and you don't tie your fucking shoes um people are gonna treat you the same way so so make sure you got the right shit on you got the right vest on you got the right 
hard hat. You got your safety glasses if you need them. You got your phones charged up. You got your plans. You know, things shouldn't be fucking having dead batteries and shit. So be cognizant. You know, that's a that's another way to communicate. Because um, if you're doing it, everybody else will do it, right? I, I hate hard hats. Um, I've hated them forever. But I'll fucking wear them most of the time. Um, not an advocate for safety and I'm not a role model by any means, but, um, that shit becomes important, right? If you got a no drink, no food policy, um, you better not be in there doing the same thing you're telling everybody else not to do because people fucking hate that. Okay. Um, in fact, I had my coffee the other day on a job site and I saw the emails about no food, no drink. So I dropped my shit before we went inside the building and then lo and behold, I forgot the motherfucker until I was, you know, on the way home. So made a phone call and, uh, was going to tell them about, you know, I forgot it and got sidetracked on some other shit. So my cup of coffee is probably still sitting where I left it, um, which is in a safe spot, even if it got tipped over or spilt. So not going to fuck anything up. Um, another way we communicate is with signage, right? We, we communicate expectations and ideas and thoughts by signage and the way our per- perimeter set up. So no smoking sign, you know, we're communicating, obviously, uh, there's no smoking. Uh, we're communicating in uh, safety elements with high voltage signs or overhead power lines, uh, lockout, tagout, notices. Uh, there should be a shitload of signs on a job site. Um, if you have the means to make them yourself, make them. If your company has a sign shop that will make them for you, um, make sure that you're getting them in your hands prior to needing them. Cause there's nothing dumber than getting a fucking sign, um, for an electrical hazard right after some asshole got shocked because he didn't know the shit was hot. So make sure that you're, you're paying attention to that stuff and you're, identifying those things and, and communicating what those things are, um, at least to everybody. Um, they don't have to go to everybody. You don't need, to, I don't think you need to announce that you put some fucking signs up. That would be kind of silly, but in some cases you may need to announce that you have some signs up depending on what your, uh, what your sign pertains to, especially if it's uh, a community thing where everybody's eating their fucking burritos inside the building, you know, and you're sick of cleaning up their shit and they got salsa stains on the slab, then, uh, you know, better put up a fucking sign, better be chewing some ass. Um, and if you need to put it in multiple languages, there's plenty of fucking apps that can do that shit to help you with that. So kind of no excuse. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll put it in another language, just to be an asshole. Uh, because everybody's supposed to know English on the job site. So sorry for you foreigners, but um, if you're going to come to America and do some shit, better be speaking some fucking English. If, you don't, if you're learning it, then that will just help you learn it. So we'll help you. Um, there's about five different languages I'd have to use on a job site, so I'd use a translation app in my phone to do that. Not complete dick, um, but we definitely had the conversation about when you're here in America, it's best you learn language because everybody all over the planet speaks fucking English. So if you don't like that, I don't know what to tell you. Um, the other thing that we communicate is 
you know, to everybody subliminally is how clean we keep the job site, how organized it is, right? If you're letting people just throw shit and trash everywhere and they're not cleaning up, then everybody that rolls in knows that you're probably not looking at shit and you don't give two fucks about a whole bunch. So they're just going to slam it, bam it, and they're out. So keeping the place clean, habitually, relentlessly, urgently, um, says a lot about a lot. So I used to have inspectors that would come to my job sites um, as a way to get away from all the other places they were visiting throughout the day because my shit was clean, um, because I was ready for inspection, um, because everybody knew what the timeline was, and I was able to predict uh, when he would have to come back again uh, within a day or two. And guys, you know, inspectors appreciate that. Subcontractors appreciate that because it helps them get a little bit more accurate with their timeline, their manpower, uh, material delivery, shit like that. So really important. It sounds dumb as shit, but it's not. Is keeping a job clean uh, has a lot of benefits to it. It actually lets the guys work a little bit faster, even though they bitch and moan and take 20 minutes to clean up at the end of the day. It definitely saves them a whole bunch of time from working around a whole bunch of other people's shit, uh, which actually slows them down. So nothing fucking makes me laugh more about how dumb they are when a guy says, we don't have time to clean up. We're just getting our shit done. We'll clean up later when we're finished. Okay, but uh, you're actually taking longer because you're working around trash piles and bullshit and you can't get your lifts where they need to go and you can't find the material you need because it's buried underneath somebody's trash so that's complete bullshit stop doing that if you do do that pull your head out of your ass um because you're not going faster and chances are everybody you know is sick of all the fucking trash in that building anyway uh but they're just too afraid to say because they may have trash too (laughs) so um just easier to keep it across the board keep that shit clean keep your fence tight Keep your perimeter closed. If you only have one way in, one way out, use that one way in, one way out. Don't be blowing open the fence and fucking a bunch of shit up because you're just going to cause yourself a bunch of hell. So keep your perimeter tight. Um, that conveys to everybody else, too. They have control of your project. You know, if they, if everybody thinks they can just pop open a fence panel and come do whatever the fuck they want, you're losing control. Okay? So they don't get to have that luxury. They may have a 916 wrench and pop that clip off. Doesn't mean they ha- they can pop that clip off. So, but if you don't tell them, they're going to keep doing it. So you need to make sure that you're communicating the importance of the items that are out there so you're not spending all day closing up fence panels when you should be running the fucking job site. So, man, there's a lot to communication this job is an easy, um, it's not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. The The thing about it, though, is you're never going to be done with communicating. You're always going to have an email to send. You're always going to have a pickup item to put on a list. You're always going to have um, an email to send, uh, a document that needs to be shared, information that you receive from somebody that's got to be distributed out. As a superintendent, you can't hold on to that shit. You have to fucking share it with everybody. 
Um, and if you're not sharing it with everybody or the people it needs to get to, then you're doing yourself a disservice and the whole fucking job site. And then you're just going to be caught later because that's the beauty of construction is you can't hide anything for very long. It will come out. And you're going to get embarrassed. And then people are going to quit coming to you. And then you're not going to be that leader on the project, right? You're just going to be a, a warm body with a fucking heartbeat that's fulfilling a contract fucking item. And nobody wants to be that person. I, I don't know anybody that, that gets up in the morning and says, well, I'm just going to check a box today and be that warm soul with a fuck that can fog a fucking mirror and I'll get my check. And everybody else will do my shit for me. You may get away with it for a while, but that shit won't last for long. Like, this job demands action. This job demands accountability, and it demands communicating. So, we all have an off day, but you can't have 53 off days in a row or six months off. Because eventually people are going to get sick of your shit. Your PM may fucking yell at you. The boss may yell at you. The hell, you may piss the CEO off, you know, and and... If you're going to learn from it, you know, and, and do better, great. But if you're going to sit on your ass and wait a fucking week or two or three weeks before you solve something, um, it's not going to be good, right? Okay? People are only going to tolerate that shit for so long. And then you're gonna, your ass is going to get replaced. So you have to fucking keep moving forward. You have to communicate. Uh, if you don't know how to communicate, then reach out to somebody, right? If you don't know how to send an email, reach out, you know, but, but they're pretty simple. You, we've talked about it before. You, you've got to be specific in your subject. You got to give it, uh, some context. Uh, you need to address the person you're trying to talk to. You need to identify the problem, the solution, the ramifications, a due date, your expectation and, and provide a photo, right? If you can provide a photo of what it should look like, great. Because if you're on a repeat job. If you can find a photo or you have a photo of it being fucked up, use that photo. Tell them where it's at. Don't turn it into a fucking Easter egg hunt on a big-ass job. That shit just irritates everybody. So it's really important to be give as much information as you can without it being you know, a 14-page fucking email and it take all day. Uh, it's got to be efficient, right? It's got to be effective. Um, and you want to be sure that Throughout the day, those emails that you're sending are getting a, a reply back that isn't asking more questions than how it started. You don't want the, the cure to be worse than the fucking problem, right? So, because that just wastes time. And, and that's the thing. We're all about managing time. Because even though the, all this technology and shit was supposed to set us free and free us up from time, it seems to only have bogged us down and sucked our souls dry because we're connected to these goddamn devices more than we ever have been so we have a bunch of fucking zombies out there right so the the way i get so frustrated with the amount of ways we have to communicate and we fail every fucking day because there's so many and we don't just pick a couple to go with so Pick a couple, pick a phone call, pick an in-person, pick an email. Pick those three, and you're going to do your daily log anyway in commercial construction. Everybody fucking requires it. You residential guys, you guys get a free pass, man. Like, that's a jam about doing residential is when I was doing it, there was no daily log. My daily log was the fucking houses I was slinging up 
day in and day out. My that was my daily log with some photos. So, but in commercial, you gotta do your daily log, man. Big piece of communication, piece for litigation. It's it's a piece for a lot of things, right? So, and if you make mistakes, you know, in your communica- communication, then who cares, right? At least you're trying, but don't lie. You know, you got to be honest about that shit. If you forgot something, we got to address it and move on. We just need to not forget it next time. But if you're being told things and then you just fuck them off and you ignore them, that's not good, right? So on the receiving end of the communication, you have to address them. You have to prioritize them, right? If you're being told it's an urgent situation that needs to be resolved, you need to resolve it. You don't get to resolve it on your own timeline. Um, if you think it doesn't need to be resolved, then you need to put it back out immediately why it doesn't need to be resolved in the timeline somebody's asking for. Otherwise, there's going to be an expectation that you're solving that shit or fixing it. Um, and you're going to get your ass chewed later if you're not fucking handling it. So do the right thing and pay attention. Mark the boxes. Do your punch list. Do your daily Keep all that shit going, um, and then it'll come, right? That, that communication piece, you know, if you engage it day in, day out, from start to finish at the end of the day, um, you'll start seeing results, you know, in the beginning of the next day. So the other thing that we have to pay attention to is when I, I was on a particular job a few weeks back, and with the current state of affairs, you know, there's uh, – Uh, There's fucking riots and China flu and lockdowns and, you know, people getting sick and not getting sick and people exploiting this shit and um, suppliers exploiting this. Uh, Some places are shut down for various reasons. And so there's some weird stuff going on. But I stopped and I looked around because it got really quiet. And there's about 80 guys working in the building on scissor lifts and on the ground and up in the air and. And when I, when I looked at everybody, I looked at everybody in that fucking building and everybody's head was buried in their phone. Wasn't anybody doing any work for about 20 minutes. And I went over to one guy. I'm like, hey, dude, as he put his phone away, I'm like, what were you doing just now? He's like, oh, my wife texted me. Oh, hmm. Okay. Everything cool? Yeah, no, she was just telling me she was bored and whatever. And I'm, you know, here working. I'm like, okay, moving on. And at the end of the whole walk and in talking to everybody, some dudes were on Facebook. Some dudes got an email notification. Some guys were, you know, a lot of wives texting. Um, uh, there was some Facebook shit. There was some news updates that people got. Um, but really, you know, out of the 80, 82 dudes I talked to, only three or four were talking about work things that they were actually stopped and, and was reading an email. So a good chunk of it, about 40 guys, it was the fucking wives texting. So for all the ladies out there, leave your fucking husband alone at work while he's working unless you have a damn emergency, okay? He doesn't need the distraction because what you guys don't see is when you text your husband or your boyfriend or whatever the fuck, uh, random shit throughout the daytime, it takes him a good 10, 15 minutes to get back on track. You do that two or three times a day, he just lost a fucking hour. 
now you're fucking with my time because now I lost an hour of production out of him. And now if you do that for eight fucking days, that's eight hours. We lost a whole day because of your bullshit and being needy. So to the, all the wives out there, leave your goddamn husbands alone while they're doing their fucking work, unless it's an emergency. Okay. It's real. Yeah, people are going to get upset about that, but I don't give a fuck because it's true. So, um, I'll start calling you guys in, at night when you start sucking up the day and uh, nobody wants to do that either. So it can get real rowdy. Um, but it's important to stay focused in the daytime. It's important to communicate. I think that, um, another piece that I really haven't talked about is the meetings. Uh, I think that when we have our weekly meetings, that's kind of the summary of the week prior and the week moving forward. And I think that attendance needs to be complete. You know, if you're on the job, if you're, if you're a subcontractor or you're a super, you should be looking for your trades that are coming. Um, the, you know, that they need to be there a week in advance. Then they need to be there each week while they are there doing their work. Um, so they can be engaged. That's where problems come up. That's where you get people to talk to each other. That's where introductions to the other trades come into play. Um, that's where you can define that no fucking deals get made behind your back. Nobody gets to cheat the system or or work it out amongst each other without you knowing. I don't care about guys working out things and coordinating. That's That's definitely required. But if they're starting to change shit and as a GC, we're not in agreement with that stuff because it's not per plan, not per spec, there's going to be some fucking issues. And you guys are going to be sad as fuck when we tell you to tear it out and do it again, even if you got the okay from someone else to do that. The only person that can give you the okay is uh, writing an RFI. And we don't write RFIs because you do shitty work. So install per plans. Uh, superintendents, make sure the boys are installing it per plans and the girls, because uh, your ass is responsible for it at the end of the day. Um, n- not okay to deviate. Um, but when you're in those meetings, you talk about that stuff. You talk about the safety and the heat illness when it's 157 fucking degrees, um, cause you don't want anybody getting sick. You talk about a safety topic, something that's applicable to the work you're doing, Right. Uh, you can communicate with sketches and drawings and whiteboards and things like that. Um, we'll use Zoom and throw it up on a big TV. You can see the schedule. Uh, you can see uh, maybe some photos of some things that need to be addressed. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can use as visual aid, but you wanna you don't want to stay too far. Uh, you don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole on each topic because you're not going to really engage everybody all the time and you may lose their attention. Um, If you can get everybody to silence their phones and and pay attention to the meeting, nothing pisses me off more than when I'm having a conversation with the one person in the meeting that we're talking about his particular item at the time. And then the motherfucker gets a phone call, ignores you, gets up and walks out the door. And then when he comes back in to, you know, thankfully grace us with his fucking presence again, you find out it was the dumbest goddamn thing on the planet. So I don't like when people use cell phones to give this false sense of idol, you know, that they're like a false God. And 
that that phone becomes more important than anything else. Uh, I will let my fucking shit go to voicemail when people are calling me if I'm talking to somebody. I went and did a walk the other day with the, the city guy, asked for my help with something, went out. I was there for a few hours. My phone rang probably 15 times. That shit went to voicemail. I had a text uh, reply that says, um, I'm in a meeting right now. I'll call you back. Please leave a message. You know, I, I sent that text off. So if they called me from an office, they ain't getting that message. But they could leave a voicemail. And nobody left me a fucking voicemail on all those phone calls. So chances are the shit they wanted to talk to me about was fucking pointless. And they should have been talking to my superintendent anyway because they're probably trying to get out of some shit. Typically seems to be the case. So I'm not about screening phone calls either. Um, but I know there's a lot of people out there that are just looking for a free fucking pass on some shit and getting you to agree to something off on the fly. Don't do it. Don't do it because uh, it'll bite you in the ass later. So, but in those meetings, you got a master schedule. You got your three-week schedule. You got a safety topic you're going to discuss. You got some points. You got some milestone things. You may have some deals to address. You may have a neighborhood problem. You know, all those things need to be talked about. You're going to sum those up in your in your meeting notes, and you're going to distribute that shit out. If somebody's got an issue with it, uh, they can kick it back and say, hey, you forgot to add this or... I don't agree with that. Um, but I'm finding that most in most cases in retail construction, not a lot of people ever comment. They just take it, call it a day, and move on. And then they'll fight with you later. So it's definitely not a deal breaker if they don't reply or they don't want to be engaged in that. Um, but you don't get to wipe your ass of everything else because you did some fucking badass meeting notes. Shit isn't going to matter because... It's only a summarization of the verbal communication you had. And if you're not on your fucking weekly notes like a rock star every week, then they can be used against you later. So don't try to ring everybody up with your meeting notes because you're gonna, they're going to shove it up your ass. So everybody's going to shove it up your ass. That's not the only way to communicate. And I think that's the, the moral of this whole thing is communication is not just a one element item. Um, but there are some definite, definite do not do's and that's text message. Text message is fucking garbage. Okay. Um, if that's the only way these guys will communicate real quick way to do is screenshot that shit, put it in an email and send it to them. Um, it's also perfectly acceptable to tell them, I am not going to communicate with you via text message. Take it or leave it. Um, if they don't want to operate that way, chances are there's going to be some other things that are going to start appearing, um, whether it's their quality of work, their um, attendance, what, what may have you, their honesty about their labor force or material suppliers or deliveries, you know, Something's going to be up that if somebody wants to communicate solely in text message, that should raise some fucking red flags immediately. Um, the other thing that should raise a red flag in communicating is if they are only replying to you. If you've got another superintendent on that thing and you've got your PM copied and they are only replying to you, um, I'm not going to call it out as uh, devious at first 
um, because sometimes people just hit reply, right? And it's just to that person. And so that's how people get omitted. Um, but there are some people that will reply without, and there's, there's, uh, ulterior motives in play, right? So you just got to read the context, especially if they're trying to, if they're trying to get out of something or they're saying somebody said something different, but they don't want to copy those people on it. There's some bullshit at play. Be cognizant of that. Pay attention. Um, a lot of this is being, being aware of your surroundings and the, the environment, so you got to pay attention. You got to get your head out of your ass and you got to look up. You got to look down. You got to look left and right. You can't just walk around aimlessly like a fucking lost, you know, person in the woods. So that's a piece of that communication too. You got to know what you're communicating about. So touch on it a little bit all the time, but plans and specifications, you got to know it can't communicate what's required if you don't know what the fuck you're supposed to be doing or what they're supposed to be doing it's also a good idea to hang out with these guys you know if they've got issues and they're having problems and they're not meeting production goals and shit like that another way to communicate that shit is you go hang out with them find out why it's taking them five fucking days longer than it should to get a task done is it are they shooting the shit all morning first day they're gonna they're gonna be johnny on the spot and they're gonna work their ass off because you're there Second or third day, they're going to quit paying attention to you and they're going to go back to what they've been doing. And so you can start spotting the trends or the things that are sucking their time up. So that's a good good way to communicate the importance of what their job is, right? So it's a nonverbal. There's a shitload of nonverbal things out there, you know, where you force people to park out of the way where you put their containers where you set the dumpsters up where you put the portable toilets those are all nonverbal ways to communicate um people riding my toilets on a job site i'd move them clear to the farthest place i could from the building just to irritate them to get their attention as soon as they started complaining about it then we'd have a conversation that they would probably listen to at that point about graffiti in the in the toilets um but as soon as i see it we talk about it if it happens more that's when they get moved then i force the hand get them upset and then we we talk about it they pay attention they get clean we move them back if that shit happens again um then we go to a a different a different way of doing things so nonverbal communication verbal communication physical communication written communication um all those things come into play the idea is that we're there to help everybody Right, so they can help us. Uh, we can't do these jobs without subcontractors. So the last thing we need to be doing is fucking with them and lying to them and being morally incompetent with uh, what we're doing. Right, we need to be upfront. So ideally, our contracts are all all comprehensive to their trade, or if not, there's a secondary contract to someone else to pick up other scope. So don't assume that you got one fucking underground guy on your project you may have two or three depending on the amount of work whether it's on or off site dry utilities to wet utilities um so don't assume you have one caulking contractor you may have two um you may have two concrete contractors you may have a building contractor and you may have a site work concrete guy uh, you may have a third if you have prevailing wage work um or street work right so 
you have to be, and you are going to have to communicate out different things to different people. Um, but the moral of the story is they're all going to need a schedule. They're all going to need a pickup list. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So nobody, if there's nobody perfect out there. It's not their fault. It's just not achievable. Not in today's age. There's too many variables. Um, the quality of workers has diminished tremendously. It's not the way it used to be. And even back then, um, guys were still fucking things up. Um, the the methods of and things, the way things were built, were a lot better. Um, but at the same time, they weren't as cool and trick now. And with the technology and and aspects, you know, I mean, there's a company, you know, here in our facility that has made an assload of money on laying out framing members for residential house building because people can't fucking lay out walls. So they have they have top plate and bottom plate they mark with this big ass crazy printer they got. And they help everybody lay out a house. They can build a house package, top plate, bottom plate, you fill in the middle and build your windows. Um, but that just tells you how low we've come to where carpenters on a on a housing project are so fucking stupid they can't even lay out fucking stud you know layouts and uh yeah it just it just blows my damn mind so um i i i would i would hope that we were smarter than that but apparently we're not so same with the safety stuff you know we i see companies out there wearing hard hat with chin straps like that's fucking insane i don't know what the purpose is I don't know what the heart, what the what the chin strap achieves, other than um, you're too stupid to keep the fucking thing on all day. So that's uh, it's another mind blowing fucking thing. But that's another communication tool. I think the the last thing I want to close on is there are some projects where uh, and some general contractors that are so keyed in on communication that they are eliminating all outside sources of communication and there are rules and penalties for having personal cell phones on the job sites. I can see the benefit to that uh, to a degree, but I can also see the morale fucking dump uh, of what that can do too. So I, I don't think that we need to get to that stage at this point where we're eliminating people's personal cell phones on a project, um, we're, we definitely wouldn't be doing it to hide anything. Um, but I think that it definitely turns everybody into a fucking zombie. I mean, you see it when you go out, you know, you can, you can, you can see it if you're paying attention. So don't be so deep in, in your phone, um, with non-work shit that we get into a situation where we start deleting things from work phones. Um, I'm contemplating deleting the text messaging at this point um, because text messages get sent inappropriately uh, to the wrong people with, in the wrong context with the wrong information. And if they were that shit was done in email, there's a cognizant uh, action that happens when you start putting who those emails are going to. So I think that with this text message shit, it, it's exactly that. It's it's meant for the wife. It's meant for where we're going to go to lunch. 
but it's not meant for work stuff. Um, it's not repeatable. It's not reproducible in, in a way that is uh, easy. So my advice is stop texting. If you have people that text, convert them to email. Uh, start integrating them into email. It's going to be a little bit of a struggle um, at first, but you got to get everybody switched over to email. Emails are a little bit easier to sort through. You can find that information later. You can keyword search it. Uh, um, you can do that in a text message, but it turns into he said, she said shit. And if it's old stuff, uh, you're going to get your ass chewed for not including every, anybody if you didn't. Um, just uh, uh, the days of the hired gun cowboy shits, that shit's over with. So include everybody on your team. Be a team player. Don't be that outlying fucking asshole douchebag that. Um, was trying to undermine everybody and kind of do his own thing to buck the system because nobody fucking cares for that shit unless you're firing on all 12 cylinders and and you don't have any issues on your project and everybody knows what's going on. So it, it's possible to be that way, uh, but it takes a lot of goddamn work to do it. And I don't see a lot of people out there that are willing to put in the fucking effort to do that. So use some of these other tools I talked about that can help you multiply your presence. Um, those force multipliers are, are pretty awesome. So that observation, that weekly meeting, um, definitely getting that schedule out. And, and it's okay to send those schedules out more than once a week, right? You know, revision, an update, a tweak, uh, an ad, or whatever. You don't have to wait for that fucking meeting. There's no rules about that shit. Um, if you need to understand something, you know, use Google. Right. Use YouTube, phone a friend, ask the audience, do, you, do some deductive reasoning. You know, there's a there's a lot of different things you can do uh, out there to, to communicate. I think I touched on all of them. I don't know how in depth I need to go on another one. Maybe I need to individualize each one of these things and, and do it that way. Um, we'll see. See if I get any feedback on this one. So uh, for this week. I think that's it. We're going to call it a day and uh, stay safe out there and push everybody to their potential. I will see you next time.